Diary entry number eight. So I was going to talk about routines today. I was going to talk about my own daily routine and my writing routine. And I definitely will be talking about that at some point. But um, <clears throat> something hit me uh, when I was in the car with my daughter. And something's been hitting me for a while. And um, first off, parenting isn't easy. <laughs> something you learn. <laughs> it's not. Um, and it really is. Like someone had said online or whatever there's a quote about like you know raising kids is like your heart leaving your chest you know and it kind of like watching it walk across the street and and you really can't do anything about that you know you have to let them at some point gain responsibility and you have to let them make mistakes and you have to allow them to have their own trust and faith in God and and that's something that I had trouble with for for many years, too many years than I want to admit. You know, in the beginning when I was an atheist, I did everything I could to make sure Ava didn't really know about God. I mean, we went to Catholic church just because I was Catholic and my parents were there. So I went because my parents went. Um, but in my day to day, I made sure Ava understood that there really wasn't anything such as God or Jesus and that these were just, you know, myths and that we, you know, it was up to us to make our own futures and to be in control and in charge of everything. And, and what was interesting is I remember catching her when she was three sitting in her room, just talking to Jesus, <laughs> just talking away. And I'm just like, oh, you know, like really like, you know, what am I supposed to do with that? So, um, you know, it was kind of like a seed planted in a way, I guess, in my own heart. Because years later, I then submit to Christ and I give my whole life to him. And what's interesting is as an atheist, I was really turned off by Christians, you know, especially the hypocritical ones and the ones that force their faith down their children's throats and, you know, like all this stuff. And what's funny is I think I quickly turned into a version of that. Um, because for the first time in my life, I understood the truth. And I understood really what happens to us when we don't claim Christ. And and it's very evident in our daily lives. It's not even a like, oh, if you don't follow Jesus, you're going to hell. Like, no, like if you, you can see it in people's lives and their hearts and their eyes. Like if they don't have a true connection with Jesus, if they don't have a true connection with God, there's worry there. There's anxiety, there's heartache. Um, and not just, I mean, we all feel these things, right? Like Christians too feel these things. But it's almost like it is a um, critical condition, right? Like it is slowly chipping away at a person. And because I know this now, I was fearful for my daughter's life. And the irony is that I became anxious about it and fearful. And so I really, really, and especially here lately, since she is a teenager now, she is all in teenager mode, she you know, is you can see her, you know, walking towards adulthood. <laughs> and, and for a while, I was just trying to like, keep my, you know, graphs on her, you know, like wanting her to stay. And we had homeschooled before this. And last year, before, even after I had, you know, went ahead and scheduled and gotten our, you know, seventh grade year all ready to go, God put in my heart that she needed to go back to school. And we ended up finding a really good charter school for her. Um, and and now, 
you know, at the time I didn't understand why I'm like, homeschooling was going decently well. I mean, we had our ups and downs, but you know, I, I didn't understand the big change. Um, and looking back, I really understand that I think this was a good way to make that separation for us. Um, and to kind of step into a new phase of our relationship as mother and daughter. And, and it's interesting how, you know, this whole parenting, uh, journey that I'm on has kind of coincided with my whole submission journey, especially with my writing and other things, because I think now that all of those other things are off my mind and heart, um, I'm allowing this whole, like, you know, oh my gosh, I'm so worried. I'm anxious. I hope she follows Jesus for the rest of her life, like off my mind and heart. Because when I worry about things like that and I'm focused on things like that, um, I'm not faithful that Christ has this. Like I'm not, um, I, I'm, I'm trying to manage the situation, uh, in a really weird way, but by being overly anxious about it and worried and trying to, um, you know, cram Jesus down her throat, like at a certain point, this is her faith or it's not. And that's a choice she has to make. And all I can do is show her and teach her, but also show her the true love of Christ. And so that's really where I've been last couple weeks. Um, you know, if she's upset about something and, and, you know, my daughter, she has ADHD. And so, um, emotional processing is something that she is continuously working on. And I'm so proud of her because she's done so well with this. Like, um, it's hard for her to control like anger and, uh, overwhelm and anxiety, but she really has been doing a wonderful job. And so, you know, my goal now is to love her through this and not that I didn't love her before. Of course I did, but in my mind, loving her was different. It was almost like a forceful thing. Whereas now it's just a walking alongside her and holding her and loving her. And I've known this as, as far as being a Christian and I've done this for countless other people. It's just, I guess with my own child, you know, Satan was really getting in my ear about, well, you know, she's just going to walk off that road and what are you going to do? And, you know, like you better make sure and you better, you know, and, and it's like, it's not my responsibility. It, it, my, the only thing I am responsible to do is to love her um, like myself, right. And, and to, to instill confidence and encouragement and, and inspire her and, um, to walk out my faith so that she sees it and that I'm honest about it and transparent. That I don't come off like perfect little Christian cause goodness knows I'm not like, I want her to know this world and this life and her to walk through it with a faith that moves mountains. Um, and that isn't, um, isn't expected or isn't, you know, put in this little cute Christian box. Like it, it is a true faith based on, you know, the faith of those that we read about in scripture, you know, who truly put their whole lives in the Lord's hands. And I know that, I know that her life is in God's hands. And if I know that, then I shouldn't be worried. Then I, I, I shouldn't, you know, let little hiccups throw me off or think we're going down, you know, a horrible road. Um, because she is such a light, um, she really is. And I can't tell you how many people have told me, both at church and at school, how much of a light she is to others. And so hearing that, then I know, okay, this is something she's choosing to do on her own when I'm not around. And so I need to cool it. And I need to um, constantly be praying for her. I need to constantly, you know, make myself available to her um, when she needs me. Um but I also need to allow her to keep on taking more and more of that responsibility for herself and slowly step backwards as she is walking into 
into life, into her world. Um, and so, you know, a lot of this just been on my heart and mind lately because it is hard raising kids. I mean, you think, you know, when you think about raising kids, I think sometimes you might think more about the physical aspects of it and the diapers and the screaming and the sleepless nights, but worse than that. And yes, it does get worse. It's the emotional trauma and the, um, yeah, it's the, the emotional mental part of it and trying not to get in your own way and, um, you know, doing or saying one wrong thing that will make them just, nope, <laughs> you know, cause you, you have to invest in them. You know, you have to invest in who they are and truly love them for who they are. You know, um, I had an expectation in my head. I think we all do, you know, whenever we're pregnant or we're going to adopt or, you know, whatever. You might think, okay, when I have a kid, it's going to look like this. Um, But Ava definitely was not the child I thought I was going to have, and I'm forever grateful for that. You know, her ADHD has been very, very strong, and (laughs) it's been, you know, a battle for me because I am a very rule follower, you know, quiet person. Like, (laughs) she's the exact opposite. And God did that on purpose, you know. He he wanted to shake me up and to get me out of my bubble and to know that, you know, Ava deserves just as much love and attention as anyone else. And, And same goes for everyone, right? And, and that has been such a beautiful learning experience and <clears throat> something that's um, softened my heart for all kinds of people, really. I mean, because I always think like, you know, and that's, and that's what's interesting is now, you know, before you might see an adult kind of acting a little differently and it might upset you and you might think, well, he's a real jerk or whatever. And now I think, I wonder if he has ADHD. <laughs> like, I'm just like, you know, and I, I am, I do have a softer heart and, and thank God for our kids that, you know, have ADHD on the spectrum, you know, um, just, you know, think outside the box, think differently, like, like, cause they really do teach us to, um, not conform and to be grateful for all the many different colors and flavors of people and that, that there are, and that helps us to have more of a gracious heart. Um, and so anyway, that's what's on my mind today. I really do want to talk tomorrow about my routines as far as uh, my daily routine, because I think daily routines are really important. Um, I, I know, you know, sometimes it might seem suffocating for some people, but I really think that if you want to establish a healthy life pattern that pays off in the future, you need to have a good routine. And um, this also plays into my writing routine, which I think past day or two, a day or two has gotten off track a bit, but that's okay. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Um, But anyway, thanks for listening to this. If you're a parent and uh, you're kind of going through a few things yourself, feel free to comment on my post if you read this on my blog, or you can email me at support at ericaclay.com so we can chat about our our wonderful kids and what it's like to to raise them. also, if you ever have something that you'd want me to talk about or discuss, um, you can uh, send me an email. Uh, and if you go to ericaclay.com right there on the homepage, you can put in your email address to subscribe and you'll receive these podcasts and all my posts in your inbox. Plus, they give you a free book. So if that's something you're interested in, please go do that. Um, thank you guys for listening to this. Uh, I can't believe this is my, did I say seventh or eighth? I think I said seventh. I don't know. I'll have to like, listen before I set this up and put it on my blog. 
podcast episode. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, I love doing these and I'm going to keep doing these. And it's just part of my journey of just sitting back and watching God work. And it's been pretty cool. And the emails you guys have been sending me and comments and it's been very encouraging that like, okay, Erica, you finally have let go, let God. And look, it's so much better than when you were forcing the outcome. So anyway, thank you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Bye.